Wow. I really remembered this movie being much more radical than it was. I, I had higher expectations. Yeah. This These essays, though, really make it seem like uh, this is an undiscovered masterpiece. And while I definitely enjoyed it more than you, this is not an undiscovered masterpiece. <laughs> That's where we do the intro. That's the that's the this is not an undiscovered masterpiece. <laughs> I don't know why I just did the Twilight Zone music. You fucker. Yeah, whatever. I'm supporting another show. How dare you? Sorry. Sorry about it. Well, welcome, everybody. Christmas is over. Jesus has risen. Or has he? I am still a Christian, baby. Still converted. Number one fancy boy for God. How, how's church life been? Uh, haven't gone to the curvid, due to the curvid, uh, because the God I believe in believes in the virus. Uh, no, God will protect you from the virus, obviously. It's like an antivirus, literally. Holy Spirit. Oh, the ultimate John McAfee. I don't know what that is. McAfee. Oh, the, the, <laughs> so- McAfee. the software McAfee. antivirus? Yeah, the crazy dude. Do you know that dude? Do no. you know anything about that guy? No, why would I? Everybody do a quick... Yo, Colby, just after this, look up his Wikipedia page. You're going to have a great time. Anyway, anyway, we're the Cellar Dwellers. We're the Cellar Dwellers. We hope you have had a great new year. Yeah, this is after after that shit's happened. Um, uh, uh, Trump, so new year, uh, coronavirus is solved. Racism, gone. Trump, uh, nobody talks about him no more at all, no more. Poverty, poverty, gone, gone. Everybody's gone. I'm all rich. The money. You're rich, right? I'm rich. I'm I'm richer than I've ever been with uh, with dread. <laughs> oh, my diabetes was cured. Oh, one hundred. I forgot to mention that. Definitely, that's my stroke reversed. Never had it. Now you can do that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> reversed. <laughs> All right, yeah. So we hope we hope uh, we hope a lot of things. And right now we're we're talking about a movie called The Woman, twenty eleven from two thousand eleven by uh, Lucky McKee, who is not necessarily a known filmmaker, but uh, maybe a familiar name within the horror circles for sure. Due specifically to this movie, but most notably a uh, film called May which I believe is from uh, like 2008, maybe 2007, maybe even a little earlier than that. Yeah, May is one of those movies, I, I, I have not seen it, but I know it because it's one of those movies that has a very striking cover, and I remember walking through you know the, the aisles of Blockbuster in high school over and over again, seeing... May was 2002. Wow, that's That was early. way off. That's yeah. super early. May's dope. Well, I remember May being dope. I need to rewatch it. After after this movie, after this, I do need to rewatch it before yes. I wholeheartedly nothing, endorse it. Nothing, nothing. I, I, so I've not seen the woman myself, but I've been aware of it. I think since it came out, and I had always. And you been, haven't seen Meg. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, this is the first Lucky McKee movie I've seen. Not true. You said you saw All Cheerleaders Must Die. That's true. I did see that one. (laughs) That you've seen that one. I think it was on like IFC or something in high school. That makes sense. (laughs) And I was like, "This is weird." That makes sense because it's technically his like student film. 
that he remade after he made May and The Woman. Are we he got, sure like, financing. The Woman isn't his student film? Okay. So, <laughs> there are some, what I will call, likely uh, budgetary restraints on the... F- I don't know, man. There's some choices. We gotta talk about the music right off the bat. Okay. Gotta talk about the music right off the bat. Sean um, Spillane. Hey, dude. (laughs) If you're a fan. If you're a fan, if you're listening, if anybody knows Mr. Spillane, I looked up his film work on IMDb and it seems mostly like this shit. He did another film called Jug Face, which is, I guess, in this world. I'm familiar with it due to a roommate who had seen it back in the day and the dad from this movie is in it as well. But uh, Sean Spillane, dude. When we say music, we don't mean like score or like composition no like this dude just like (laughs) these are original songs with lyrics (laughs) like these that have nothing to do with this fucking movie that sound like bad 90s alternative and i like 90s alternative Yeah, we both do this is it's it's so bad i want to say it was a choice because all things in life are but it's why i started with the caveat of budgetary restrictions because this also appears to be Sean's first film score. Of, it's literally the worst thing about the movie. It's absolutely the worst part of the movie. It, it, it for, for good reason. It it's is constant. Constant and super distracting. Though, different songs. <laughs> are, they, are they? Are we sure? Well, okay, well, fair enough. Now that I'm thinking, I think maybe they just feel so freshly annoying every time they pop up. They also feel like perplexing. other songs. They do. Well, okay, so we also have to discuss this. This has no, This is no real slight against anybody in the cast because the majority of the cast is decent. Uh, I won't say anybody's great. Angela Bettis, I think she's good. Um, We're jumping around too much right now. We need to rein it in. So they sound like everybody else's songs. I'm tying this to... Yes, I know. A lot of the actors within within this film look like other people, but like weird versions of other people. Like the slightly less attractive versions. (laughs) That's Colby's uh, definition, though I did agree. So Angela Bettis is like the version of the woman from Gerald's Game and like other Mike Flanagan stuff. Carla Gugino. Oh, you got her name. Uh, so it's like them two, and then we've got the, oh, who was it? The dad who kind of looks like Samwise Gamgee. Yeah, like straight up, but also kind of like an amalgamation of like all men, just like all standard boring men. All bad white men with bad sideburns. Yeah. Uh, the son can't act. The daughter also looks like a bunch of people put together, like kind of a Christina Ricci mixed with. A little bit of Juno. A Ju- yeah, like a lot of stuff going on there. So, uh, it's just yeah. A, it's, it's, I, I can't say I liked this movie already, like just to just to get that out there. But I was so excited for this movie because I had wanted to see it for so long. It had been long. built up for you. And I had, I, feel, I feel like I had only heard good things about it. I've, I'm confident I've read an article that said, you know, this was way more thrilling and exciting than it actually was. And so I came in with really high expectations and it, I mean, it just, it just didn't meet it. And a lot of the movie is just kind of bad, including the, the music that we mentioned, but also, uh, really just, there are certain full scenes that are like a college film. Okay. Yeah. So I, I want to, I want to focus on the music before I move on to the college film thing. 
Uh, firstly, I want to note that there's an entire commentary track with uh, composer Sean Spillane <gasps> on this disc. I bought the Arrow Edition Blu-ray, and I have zero regrets about buying it. It is a beautiful edition, beautiful art, comes with three essays that have been thumbing through that are really well done. And I agree, the cover is awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. Having seen, having been the one to see this previously and being, I'll, I'll say disappointed this watch... I will say I do still enjoy the film, uh, and I would watch it again. And reading these essays, uh, I would like to watch it within this, uh, the context of a lot of what I'm reading here. But to continue on with the music, so not only does Sean Spillane have a, a commentary track with the director, the editor, and the sound designer, he also has... They're all Sean Spillane, right? Oh my god, I fucking wish. <laughs> uh, he also has a music video for one of the songs... That is in this film. Which one? Uh, Distracted. Dude, that's a good one. I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) I remember that one. I don't remember the words, though. So that's all I wanted to give. uh, Okay, I'll I'll say this. If if I'm able to, I will edit uh, a little bit of Distracted into this episode. Like I did with the loved ones. Beautiful. I'm sure Sean Splain Distracted is on YouTube. If the music video exists on here, it exists online. Yes. I cannot wait to watch that music video after this. I'm gonna go ahead and throw that out there. Yeah, I'm super I curious. Absolutely, I'm so excited. Super curious. The the point to it looking like a college film at certain times is generous to some college films, and it's not when they're at the house. When they're at the house, it's the horror movie. While some of the okay, the sun is terrible. The sun is a god awful actor. Let's let's talk about just. The, the plot a yeah, little okay. bit because the it's a interesting premise right yeah it's, technically it's the sequel it doesn't have to be yeah but to give proper yes, context you're right. You're right. there's a movie called The Offspring based on a novel by Jack Ketchum uh, about a cannibal tr- clan of sorts uh, this is kind of a spinoff of one of those clan women being captured by this guy who is a sadistic family man, essentially, and he's going to, quote, civilize her. Mm -hmm. That's the bare necessity premise of everything. Uh, Beyond that, what it really is, uh, according to... I'll read the quote now. I'm curious, yeah, because you've been reading through through these essays while while I've been talking, and I'm sure there's some really cool stuff in there. Yeah, so when questioned about his objectives with the film and the subsequent reaction it provoked amongst audiences, because this premiered at Sundance, and apparently had a walkout, like a guy started yelling that this was trash, misogyny, like all this stuff. Uh, Huh. Lucky McKee responded by saying, I was really nervous about people misinterpreting my intention. I knew I hadn't done anything wrong. It's strange to make a film and have somebody say out loud that you had done something wrong by making it. I put a lot of care into that movie, and it's not just a cheap piece of exploitation. There's a lot of thought behind every single shot and every single moment in the film. 
every single one anyway <laughs> with these <laughs> with these words mckee definitely articulated what it is that makes him so special as a filmmaker working in the horror genre a sense of responsibility there is nothing thoughtless or mindlessly sadistic about the woman it is a carefully considered critique and condemnation of patriarchal abuse this is not violence for violence sake in the way that the Saw films are Eli Roth's 2005 Hostel and its cruelly reprehens- reprehensible sequel arguably are. Fuck Eli Roth. Always. They threw a jab at him. Love that. But the argument, because I mentioned to you that there's a lot of feminist takes on this film yeah. and that it is... Uh, Lucky McKee did go into this with the intention of that. Is it wholly successful is the argument. And I would say mostly no <laughs> it is not yes there's some effort there's absolutely some effort but um i wouldn't even say this is really an exploitation movie no. it's just it's just are you familiar with detention the movie detention uh it's by uh, joseph Kahn, i believe is his name he did the movie torque that motorcycle movie from the early 2000s? No, no but I know about Torque. <laughs> Torque is awesome, and so is Detention. Detention is his, like, super bizarro horror comedy, and it's certain shots in this feel like they're ripped right from Detention, hmm. meaning Detention kind of feels like it's aping on things like The Breakfast Club, but shot on, like, kind of a college budget really but they pull it off in that it works because of the tone and everything whereas this the music that the tone okay the music the tone that the music sets is so confusing for what we're seeing on screen like every single time nothing matches and then we go from these scenes and then cut to something so oddly tightly staged like the classroom with just like two, three shots, and that's about it. With, with Sean Splane's music just loudly going over it. Some just absolute banger lyrics. Terrible. Ter- every extra is awful. Every side Every supporting actor. Every supporting character is like, terrible. And and we don't normally talk about acting in these movies because it's it's if it's bad, then it's whatever in a lot of these movies. Yeah. In these, it's like... This is distracting. Distractingly really, yeah. really bad. Like, it's... I don't I I know that I couldn't do better and so I'm not going to yeah, say anything course. like that. But whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh the little girl that he the the son puts gum in her brush and then nothing comes of that at all. Uh that interaction between them is genuinely hysterical. Yeah. The way that it is executed is one of the most jarring like who let that slide in a finished film thing. And I'm sorry lucky I have a feeling he may look up shit like press on movies that he does. He's pretty active on Twitter. Are we f- press now? Uh, I don't. Well, technically, I don't know. We're, hey. we're the media. We're we're the we're the we're the we're the cool media now. Yeah, can't f- wait. Are we the lamestream media? Or are we fake news? Both. Hey, baby. Yeah. We'll get on OAN pretty soon, right? Or is it OANN? An audience is an audience, you know. Hey, that's what I always say. Literally. Where was I going? Lucky. Yeah, if you're listening to this, man. <laughs> you seem cool. Yeah, no, you seem I would great. love to talk to you. May is awesome. Uh, <laughs> genuinely not trying to shit on your intentions. No, and, and 
So while I am kind of a little bit shitting on this movie, <laughs> for sure, I don't disrespect the movie. Like I think I bought it. The pr- <laughs> It's true. You spent money on it. I fucking bought it. But I appreciate the premise, and I there's enough like style to this movie that I would be because this is part of a trilogy. I want to see Darlin. She wrote and directed it. The well, what is her name again? Polly uh, Pollyanna McIntosh. The woman. The woman who plays the woman in this movie. Yeah, she's great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She is scary, and it opens really strong and disorienting. Yes. Very cold open. It's yeah. Very weird, surreal. It's it's her, uh, the woman running through the forest. Kind of having flashbacks. It kind of Hunting, reminds me yeah. of, like, the weird, um, like, uh, hallucinatory, dreamy sequences Mad from Max? The Descent. Oh. But also Mad Max. The new Mad Max as well. Yeah, yes. No, you're right. Thinking. That makes sense as well. Huh. But The Descent, like, with the birthday candle and yeah. stuff. Like, that type of stuff is how this movie opens. Which is really cool and really well it done. It was interesting. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? I was... It was it was a, an interesting, cool way to start. And then, of course, it... it Cuts right jumps to, 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 to the suburbs, which is yeah, where it, it's like a suburban movie. And you're like, oh, okay. From and, this point on. And apparently The Offspring, I really need to, I need to check it out, but The Offspring is uh, the opposite, whereas it's like a family goes to the woods and encounters cannibals, mm-hmm. whereas this, a guy brings her to his world, essentially. I, I would watch The Offspring and then I would watch, uh, yeah, I would, I would in, enjoy learning more about the extended, the woman extended universe. Yeah. <laughs> So from here, uh, the main character is this uh, like small town lawyer, uh, patriarch who has a um, couple kids. There's like three kids that we see, and a wife. And it doesn't. It feels very conservative, Christian. <laughs> Even never, though never explicit. God is not brought up, and swearing is fine, and all of that. Other things are fine as well. Other things you learn are learn. fine as well. Uh, yeah, warning, this one um, does involve assault uh, of a sexual nature and is, I mean, it's difficult as all depictions of it are. Um, the the scene here is oddly shot. And we don't have to get into it yet. I'm just, I'm already jumping there. Man, there's a, we, okay. With movies, with movies like this where we're kind of uh, tiptoeing well, I don't know exactly how I feel, honestly. Because I remember really liking this. I bought this. It came in the mail like two days ago. Was really jazzed to rewatch it. Watched it. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> that wasn't... Not extreme. It wasn't as intense as I remember it. It wasn't as uncomfortable, unsettling. It, it, it The writing is like unintentionally funny a lot of times. Yeah. The the delivery doesn't make sense a lot. The okay, this is what we like. Things like this is what we mean when we say a lot of it feels like a college film. Yeah, like somebody who <clears throat> like feels like people who who aren't necessarily actors sometimes. Yes, but that yeah. works sometimes in movies. It does in this one. It it doesn't a lot of the time, and it's, it feels it's, pretty wooden. It's too noticeable. It's too noticeable. It feels just like cheap TV. Yeah. A lot. De- uh, the Degrassi was thrown around. Degrassi was thrown around, but I didn't want to diss Degrassi. <laughs> Are you a Degrassi stan? I've never watched Degrassi. I just I just know people like We're it. We're not Canadian. I am. My mom's Canadian. Wow, dude. Did you not know that? No, truly. Yeah, my dad's Puerto Rican and my mom's Canadian. Wow. Crazy, right? Learn something every freaking day. 
So yeah, this movie uh, has got a lot of actors in it that are trying their best. I don't even know if they're trying their best. This Pollyanna like, McIntosh is great. She's the best. She's by far the best thing about this movie. Angela so, Bettis, Bettis, I think I think she's really good, but I've seen her in other shit because she pops up in a lot of horror shit. Ah, uh, she. I mean, she she did pretty good in this movie. I the, she, she play, didn't have a lot to do. She plays the mom, uh, yeah. the the wife to this sociopathic dad, basically. Sean Bridgers uh, is the actor's name. He's I guess in Room with that Brie Larson movie. Oh, interesting. He's like the older Nick, is what it says on IMDb, but I didn't see that movie, so I don't know who Nick is. I did, and I don't even know what that means. Uh, but his character's name is Chris Cleek. This is the Cleek family. He's the lawyer. Um, and yeah, he, uh, pretty quickly, almost immediately as he's introduced, is uh, a horrible person. Yeah, he's like, okay, that the music choice here did make me laugh, make us laugh a little bit, because he's like out hunting... And he sees the titular woman bathing in a creek, and he's looking through the scope of his gun, and it immediately starts playing like this, ooh, mama, like type of browner, like, ooh, sexy time music while he's like looking through the scope Like licking his lips and stuff. And it's just like, oh, weird. It's a like a little on the nose. It's it's so on the nose, yeah. and and honestly, just dumb. Like yeah, it was pretty dumb. Like it a, made me laugh. It'd be like a like a soda commercial, or something. <laughs> yeah, like an old uh, old Hardee's commercial. Yeah, like the Paris Hilton with the burger and shit. Yes, yeah, yeah. It was and, oh, it was very much like there, that. And with the great Sean Spillane's music that we hear all throughout the movie, there are like four or five or six, maybe seven scenes like that where just like where this crazy bad rock music <laughs> with, with lyrics again just pops up in the worst yeah moments. these are like full-on songs about things in his life god i cannot wait to hear distracted and watch that music video it's gonna be incredible <laughs> like he he was going through something when he wrote these songs and they well okay i i'm making assumptions. i was going through something listening to these songs okay? i'm making assumptions i need to i i'll I'll take one for the team for the Patreon and watch. I will do an. I will do a commentary on the commentary. That's on the OnlyFans. That's on the OnlyFans. Yeah, uh, our only most close and personal fans. Yes. The so the commentary featuring the director and Sean Spillane. I will comment on their commentary and be like, "That's bullshit, Sean. <laughs> That's bullshit." It'll be you talking to them and them not responding. And I'm going to be eating the whole time. So it sounds like this is just a lot of yeah, it's going to be I'd give you so much money on the Patreon for I mean OnlyFans. OnlyFans for that? <laughs> yes. uh, I'll do it nude. I don't care. It's an audio format. It doesn't matter. I'll just tell you how nude I am the whole time. <laughs> tell me how nude you are, Christian. I am so nude. I'm so nude right now. <laughs> Anyway. It's hard to talk about this one, man, because honestly, there's not a lot here. Well, so if we don't, if we, if we don't, I on the talk surface, about, there's uh, not a lot here. I want to talk about the dad himself because yeah. he is horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like laughably disgusting, horrible. like maniacal, like super villain. Like dad. not, not horror movie th- scary. Just like comic book scary yeah like that makes sense you know and escalates so fast and like unprompted like genuinely starts with that scene of him being pervy and then it's just like oh he's like this dumb dopey gross dude the whole movie and doesn't change even when it like climaxes at the end ramps up at the end He's just the same guy, just, just a little like, bit louder. Kind of smiling and like yeah. 
sniveling and just going on an incel rant. He's never wrong. Yeah, yeah. Def- there's definitely an incel rant. Yeah, yeah. He's an incel. Which for yeah, sure. this is well before incel was like a widely known thing, and we're I, I don't know what what that says about uh, uh, things at this state that. We were having main characters in horror movies in 2011, and now we're seeing more of this shit now. But he uh, sucks. The way he speaks to every single character in this movie is hilariously mean and just like... Weird and pervy. There's no other way to describe it. The the script is so bizarre. Yeah, it's strange. Throughout most of the first half of this movie where it's a lot of... Did he... Okay, now I need to see if McKee did, if he's the sole writer on the script. Because it... Just the word choice a lot of times is. is is just really Strange. weird and doesn't doesn't like it's not how people talk. Honestly, I think it would make more sense if religion was a part of it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think I, that would make way more sense. I feel like I remembered it being a part of it, and the fact that it's genuinely not even touched on, not just once. like yeah, doesn't. I that did not. I did not recall it being that way at all. Oh, here we go. Let's see. All right. Yep. The writer. Okay. No, this is co-written by Lucky McKee and Jack Ketchum because they wrote the novel together too. I mentioned this while we were watching it at some point, but I think I would rather read this I think story the book would be in dope. a book rather than watch this movie. Yeah. Because I think the story is like pretty interesting. Um, if you're not familiar with Jack Ketchum, I've not read any of his work. Have you? I, I haven't either, but I... I I think I'd like to. I've heard good things. He took, I mean, he's he's a stab at being like a Stephen King type dude, just uh, maybe a little bit more sadistic, like maybe edgy. a little more violent. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little edgier, kind of like the Chuck Palniuk, or however you pronounce his Palniuk. last name. Palniak. Palaniak. I think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the Shut guy. Shut up, dude. Uh, Stop. <laughs> uh, he has this, like, his. Claim to fame, film-wise, is this now, but it was The Girl Next Door, uh, which is based on a true case. I can't remember the real case. Oh, interesting. But it's these, like, neighbors that were tasked to, like, keep watch over this girl because this family traveled for work, and the mom just, like, abused the hell out of her to the point of her dying. Um like child called it shit. Do you remember that from our childhood? Crazy stuff. Anyway, Ugh. this movie's not that. But Jack Ketchum's like known for kind of these really darker twists on suburban stuff. If I if I am that getting makes that sense. Correct. I mean, there's definitely that vibe in yeah, this yeah. movie. Like this is a weird suburban movie that adds in you know weird perversions. That you, it's it's honestly got a lot of happiness in it. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Like there's honestly. It, if, if somebody told me this was a super dark comedy, I'd maybe buy that. Honestly, maybe we should present it that way. I If I'm thinking... Uh, I'm reassessing... Yeah. In, I'm processing Watch right this as a really dark comedy. The music is way funnier. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is actually hilarious right now. It's it's rough because the... the... They both involve very perverted, horrible <laughs> dads. Yeah. Who do you think is worse? Uh, fucking okay wait a second yeah i was about to wholeheartedly go happiness (laughs) but well i mean okay well okay something that we haven't touched on within the woman is that is presented and there's no evidence to the contrary i need to listen to the goddamn commentary track we have so many questions so many questions now 
The movie's uh, just so unclear about a lot of things. This movie, though, before before I jump into the, what I was going to say, this movie I do think could stand to be a half hour longer because it would flesh things out more in terms of the family dynamic. I want more backstory of this family to know what's going on with the pregnant daughter. There doesn't, yes. That, Did the dad inseminate her? That's we, what I was about we to We don't know, yeah. yeah. Also gross, yeah. That I said it that yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you're right. We, it's, it's, the daughter's pregnant. We find it's mentioned many times throughout the movie. Never see a boyfriend. Never, it's questioned but never answered. And then it's questioned if well, it's implied maybe if the dad did it, but that's just an uh, an escalating point of contention for him. Right. No answer is clear. I looked it up online, Wikipedia. It's not on there. It's not on the IMDb that I saw. So let's hope it's in the commentary let's hope it's in the comment maybe sean spillane will let me know being like yeah he did it he inseminated <laughs> yeah definitely, definitely definite insemination if you if you listen to the lyrics you'll you'll get it <laughs> the the first uh the first word of each stanza spells out insemination gross the first letter of each stanza. you're such a songwriter i would never have guessed that dude come on maybe that's how it works <laughs> so yeah there's uh, Honestly, how we're how we're beating around the bush makes it sound like this thing gets crazy, and it really does, and it doesn't. Like it does in the concept, but it's kind of like the first human centipede, and it's all it's all tell no show. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just the subject matter is like the subject matter is fucked up. It's about a really fucked up patriarch who kidnaps a woman and assaults her and tries to civilize her. Basically, tr- trains his son also to kind of do to the same thing. To be this sadistic, woman-hating man. Yeah. And the, I hate the son. The son is the one of the son, most oh punchable kids I've ever seen in a movie. Easy. In my life. Easily most punchable kids. Uh, he wears a lot of cargo shorts in this movie. <laughs> and well, I, I'm not, has I'm not cool. attacking him because I wore cargo shorts when I was that age as well. But God, they're, they're way worse on a sociopathic teenager yeah. anyway an emotion like stone-faced sociopathic yeah kid. uh he, he also has a really cool camo polo that we should uh make that maybe that should be the cellar dollars uniform well if we're going we by this it's a button a... it should we should wear the button dress that she wears as our cellar that's dollars way cooler uniform. it's way better to get out of after a long sweaty day of wearing a dress of wearing a dress you know i mean hey i'm not opposed to it hey i'm all about it uh yeah so the Let's just get to the meat of the movie. Okay. So, the entire movie takes place with the woman captured, more or less. It, that happens within the first 20 minutes, and 20, 25 minutes. Uh, she spends most of the movie tied up. Tied up. Yep. Uh, in this cellar. Um, it's nothing that we see throughout any of the movie is overly graphic. It's not gratuitous. Gratuitous. At all. Uh which I expected it to be. Thanks. I remembered it being more so. You were naive back then. I was naive. That's what that I'm, means. It's it's very it's very interesting. I really want to go back and look at because I I told you that I made like a top list that year and that yeah. this was on it and at that time I wrote little mini reviews for them. So Ooh, I'm I want curious to see what else what on I that said. list. Yeah. Uh, I want to see what I said for it. Um, but we get to the climax, which is the teacher coming over to the house. The arguably worst actress in the God, movie the teacher's just so bad coming over to the house to confront the parents because she believes the daughter is pregnant and the dad has just gotten done knocking the mother out because the mom has finally had it we're done because the whole time you're like why are they staying this is why i want more backstory on the family yes that's true i yeah. th- yes i agree uh the entire time you're like what has driven this woman to be okay with what's going on here 
Um, because they they just kind of let it happen for a lot of like the movie. completely like and the you, dad doing this is you're like why is nobody saying anything? No one's questioning it. Yeah, they they obviously don't seem comfortable except for the son. He's uh, the mo- he's too comfortable. He's too comfortable. He's eager. Ugh. Yeah, it's fucking gross. Um, also during that confrontation scene, so the wife Angela Bettis's character gets really upset because. The daughter, the older daughter, the pregnant one, catches the son torturing the woman like, with literally. a pair of pliers, like Ugh. ripping her nipple off <laughs> and like stabbing her and twisting her skin and shit. Yeah. And that's implied because we don't see it. Um, we see the quote unquote aftermath, but it's really not even that bloody or gory. I expected more, honestly. Yeah. Um, I expect I I have been my brain has been trained because of this podcast to expect way the worse. worst. Way worse. Um, it's bad. <laughs> Yeah, and like this isn't good, but no. it's not. It's not. I was relieved when I saw this. Yeah, there's and that's way worse. So much worse. But when the mom brings it up to the dad, she literally just says that he was jerking off, that he was fondling her and jerking off. They don't mention the violence at all. Like it's not a point that's brought up at all. It's very weird. Yeah, and I was like that. They didn't imply to us the other thing. They showed both of his hands on the pliers the entire time. I think it's honestly the only explanation is that it's just not a great choice of filmmaking. I don't think it. I don't necessarily think it was on purpose. Yeah, like just I think a, just a mistake. That's maybe. my guess. Yeah, that's, or that's my guess was, but I'm reaching here. Fair is that either the daughter changed the story because she was scared to talk about the violence, or the mom did that for the same reason. Again, reaching. That's my me. That is not in the text it's that also we were given. Very funny. Five minutes later, when she's yelling at at her husband, when the wife is yelling at her husband, she's also like, "And keep the son too." Yeah. Oh my god, it's the best. <laughs> keep your you rapist. Both, you both go to hell. Your shithead rapist son too. Like you're raising him to be uh, such a great guy. It's and I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. That's keep the one moment son. where where I was like, yes, thank you. This is what this is what I've been. But waiting that's for. the thesis of the movie. Exactly. Is yes. this whole. Sh- spiel which she immediately gets her ribs broken and punched in the head and knocked out it's like her bones are all turned to dust and that's when the teacher shows up yes brings up the pregnancy the dad gets upset knocks up the teacher knocks up knocks out the teacher and ties her up and then we get the reveal what's the word can you pull up the word anophthalmia thank you it's said so many times in this movie and it's just oh my god it's a dumb long word that lucky mckee was honestly like it's how i felt it's how I felt about watching High Life, the Claire Denis film, because they just keep going taboo, taboo, taboo in that fucking movie. It's like, yeah, I get it. This movie, I get it. But that that was at least trying to be like. Uh, no, Half Life was like a really it was beautifully trying, it was, shot tr- film. Well, it was trying to be a metaphor. This is they're just describing like oh, what, no, it, what it actually is. Yeah, in this, this is movie. just straight up it's expository stupid. dialogue. It's so dumb. Yeah. It's straight up expository dialogue. But as I said, right after watching this, I have such a soft spot for kind of cheaply made passion films. And if there is one thing you can say about this is there's passion behind the screen. I agree. Lucky McKee, like you can tell he wanted to make the hell out of this movie. And you can tell Pollyanna McIntosh was 100% in to make this movie. And that's why I want to see Darlin so bad. Yeah. Apparently, Jack Ketchum, before he died, was able to visit the set of Darlin and cool. liked what he saw. Um, 
like I said, I would I, I am down to watch all, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the movies do for it. sure because because there is enough here. There, there of was course. just parts that I was like not into. And unfortunately, there are more parts. The ending is cool because from here, this is when it escalates, and this is pretty much when it becomes. This is what we've been waiting for. Yes, and unfortunately, because we've it, been rooting for the woman the entire the, movie. Yeah. She's the protagonist. You're rooting for her and like the women in the. Fa- you're right, yes. rooting for the woman. Truly. The societal woman, um, which again, the thesis all comes out very blatantly at the end. So the dad, we, we mentioned this is by a man. So yeah, oh yeah, many times. Yeah, uh, the dad uh, by two men um, drags the teacher out, has the son helping, and then we learn what uh, al alopecia, alopecia, anophthalmia, anophthalmia. Uh, which I hope I'm saying it right. I'm not looking it up. Yeah, I, mean, I could very well be saying. Yeah, it I think completely we're wrong. we're probably saying it completely wrong. But it's a, a disorder where you're born without an eye or without both eyes. Both eyes it's yeah. one or both eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said it earlier in the movie, implying that they had a child that had this, but we didn't know. Oh, it lives with the dogs, and they've been raising it as this feral. They keep thing. it outside in the barn. Yeah. And it's a pretty gnarly reveal. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's just the way that it's shot, kind of. Sucks. Uh, during this segment, though, it does have the best cinematography of the movie when they're like, <laughs> it's very Terrence Malick, yes. Tree of Life It's it, awesome. It, he has to know that he's doing Terrence Malick. I mean, it, I think it like, came out. Everybody sees that and they're like, I think Terrence, I think Tree of Life came out the year or two prior to this. So, yeah, 100%. Oh, for sure, then. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's like, this is my Tree of Life shot. Yeah. Oh, no, the woman is my Tree of Life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to see Tree of Life. I can't wait oh to God, not I love it, it so much. God, I hate Terrence Malick. God, I've got the extended cut on Criterion. It's great. Is it eight hours long? It's over three. Jesus Christ. It's beautiful. Anyway, uh, so yeah, during this, the cinematography gets better. The the daughter, Peg. feral daughter. Peggy. Oh. The-, the feral daughter eats the teacher, uh, which is pretty gnarly, pretty cool. But again, the way it's shot. But it also kind of falls into the trap of like that hyper editing a little bit. Not as bad as like the, the Lionsgate twisted pictures think, type shit. I think it would have if it had the budget. If it had the budget. It would have been that bad. But it may though. have been a little, it may have looked a little better. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because they did what they could with it. They but did. nothing about it was And really... the practical effects that they had were good. Sure. Um, it, they were kind of a lot of the same though of like the stretchy skin and blood and stuff they they repeated a few yep. effects it, i don't necessarily fault them for that no the sun gets cut in half that's pretty cool okay so <laughs> we should say their pregnant daughter then goes to uh release the woman the yeah, woman yeah, yeah yeah this is what we've been waiting for the whole release the woman exactly and so this feral woman that's been chained up this entire movie can we get Liam Neeson on Cameo to say that, like he did in the, the Clash of the Titans movie? We'll start a, a new Patreon account to get... Liam Neeson to on pay Cameo. For Liam Neeson to do the Cameo to, so that we can use it. So he will say, release podcast. the woman so we can use it in this podcast. Yeah, How much do you think it would take Liam Neeson to do that for us? At least a thousand. No. Less? Yeah, less. You think he would do it for fun? Ten bucks. Let's make it happen. You might have to give him a hand job too. I don't know. All right. Well, <laughs> hey man. Hey now. Hey now. This I don't is know. What dreams I don't are made know what he, I don't know what his prices are. I don't know. <laughs> we got <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I hate that sound. 
So, but she yes, releases the woman. She's released and immediately murders the mom. Yeah, rightfully so, honestly, complicit at this point. At this point, yeah. Uh, which, again, more backstory would have made me maybe feel some more for her, because up until this point, she's done nothing. Yeah, I don't. you, you don't feel bad as uh, she does eat her face. Yeah, and it's gnarly, but again, that stretchy shit. And then she, I guess, I we, I believe it's like a lawnmower blade or like a tractor blade. She, yeah, they're on a farm. Or yeah. they have like a, a lot barn of area. Yeah. yeah, and and she grabs like a, a giant blade, almost like it seems like an anime sword or yeah. something. And then immediately goes and yeah, chops the sun in half. Which is cool, but his face stays the exact same the entire time it has the whole rest of the movie. And then she, sta- it seems like she punches into the dad. She's, okay. I think she... Oh, yeah, she did throw the mom, and that was very funny. <laughs> she throws the mom, like, 20 feet away, like a superhero. Like, a, like she it's, has super strength. It's such a goofy shot. Like, truly hilarious. Oh Shockingly funny. Yeah. And I... and then, yes, she she Riccio's <laughs> the dad. She punches right through him, somehow, I guess. She's, she has super strength. Yep. And then she... Takes Darlin, that's the littlest daughter. Yeah, who I guess is the main character yes, of the third is movie. The, is the one of the third. And leaves with the with the feral eyeless daughter, and that's the movie. With a new happy family. And she leaves leaving, Peggy behind. Leaving the, preg- the pregnant Peggy behind after making her lick her bloody finger, saying... Preggy Peggy? Preggy Peggy behind. <laughs> oh, I like it. After leaving Preggy Peggy behind to explain, <laughs> Hi, my teacher is completely eaten... Um, my father is disemboweled, my brother is cut in half, and someone ate my mother's face. I can explain. I can explain. Yeah. You can't even explain what ate your teacher. We don't even know who the dad is. No. Of but her he's baby. Also, yeah, we don't know who the dad is. Is it her dad? He's a lawyer in the town. What's go? So many questions. Maybe they're answered in Darlin. The, Gotta see I do want to say, every... Since you mentioned that he's a lawyer, every scene of him at his lawyer's office is the worst scene in the movie, where he's talking to his it's assistant. It's rough. It's like really Deanna bad. or whatever her name is, and he's just flirting with her. Maybe I got too close to a pretty smelling lady, and she bit it off. That's what we mean when like there's literally only two shots in this whole scene. Yeah, and they both look pretty bad. The the one shot that they do that's not within the office when they're within that world is to establish the very first one to establish him outside of it they show the outside saying like clique lawyers or whatever and him going in and then the rest is like his office with the secretary it's like they had this space for like 30 minutes yeah we gotta gotta go (laughs) i feel like it's like they shot all the stuff at the farm and they're like we gotta have some stuff outside of here they gotta see it they gotta see him lawyering in action you really don't no i didn't want to see any of this i don't give a shit it made the movie worse anything you should have honestly you could have left the camera on the woman for the whole movie anytime that they're not there leave the camera on the woman she's the best part about the movie the Show most her struggling the most to get out of there yeah. something compelling to drive the point home rather than just telling us that's what like, yeah i mentioned says two filmmakers that's us exactly like, yeah. very successful totally. we know exactly what we're doing mm-hmm. um but no I, I mentioned this before but like it's it's uh, the premise of like a feral cannibal woman. It's a great premise. It's a great premise, but then they don't use it. Mm-mm. It's just like they keep it literally tied up until the very end. Yeah. But it's like there's this feral woman, but that's not what the movie's about. It's about this shitty dad. Patriarch. And his yeah, it's about son. the dad. But yeah. like 
that's not the interesting part. Yeah, you the, know? the woman's just the catalyst to get the message across. Like, aren't men suck? Don't they? Yeah, and it's like yeah, we, we know we that, agree that we like, agree <laughs> that like make a good movie about it. Exactly. Yes. Um, the I'm curious because Pollyanna wrote and directed Darlin. I'm curious if that's explored more. Yeah, um, I'm super. <clears throat> we'll do we'll do another episode about it. Yeah, when it comes out. Yeah, or when we we'll watch it. check. Well, it's it's out. Let's do it. It's Let's out. just say that we'll do it. Yeah, we'll check it out. Uh, it may not be the next no, one, no, no, but no, no. we'll we'll do it. We'll for give it sure. some space. Um, I am curious if it's because right now this I would I wouldn't tell somebody watch this with a caveat. Like I wouldn't really need to give a warning to somebody. No, other that's than, true. It's not extreme. Other than hey, it does have a scene of sexual assault. Like you need to know that in there. It it's not a graphic scene. It's kind it's of an just, awkward scene. Just there. It's strange, yeah. honestly. Um, but outside of that, like this is easily one of the tamer movies that we've covered. Sure, and and surprisingly, I, I so. fully expected it to be way grosser. Me too. I remembered it being way more because intense. that was just the the kind of vibe that the yeah. that everything that I'd heard about it said like this is shocking and you know thrilling, and it just kind of, only kind of. It wasn't. It was. It was. It was just kind of on. Um. It. It's not a. It's not a hard watch. No. It breezes by. We it's, laughed. We laughed a lot. Yeah, I laughed quite a bit. I don't remember doing that the first. <laughs> the first time I watched this, but definitely laughed quite a bit this time. And again, have no issues with the Arrow Blu-ray that I got. It's, it's so. A, it's such a cool box set. Yeah, it's a sick fucking edition. I would watch it again if I had another bud who has never seen it. I would absolutely watch it with him. I would maybe agree with that because I th- I would then watch it as a dark comedy. I would watch it and, and I would laugh more. Really, there, the scene with the gum and the brush, the dialogue explain, exchange. Explain that scene because it is. You're right. It is fascinating. It's so funny. It's so poorly made. Okay, so this whole scene at the school, which is also like bizarrely just bad, is. The son is, like, crushing on a girl, kind of. That's the only assumption that I can get because she invites him later, but he chooses to go fuck with the woman instead. That's right. So that's why I was like, I think if the woman hadn't shown up, he may have gone with that girl to the movies instead. But she is, like, beating him at horse, or they're playing basketball. Yeah, he sucks at basketball. Hilarious. She's, like, kicking his ass, but, like, everybody in the school is playing because it's recess. So he just goes inside and angrily chews gum. Very funny. And then he takes it out and puts it in her hairbrush. She then, everybody comes back in. She absentmindedly takes out her hairbrush in a really dumb scene and starts brushing. Then goes, oh my god, there's like glue in my <laughs> hairbrush. And he goes, oh, what's that? And then like walks over and goes, oh, it's gum. And then he gets it out and she's like, uh, uh, thank you. And he's like, oh, yeah, don't mention it. And then the scene's over. And you're like, what the? It's such a quick. What like, was the point of that? away after that? Was that to be him, like, bullying her? I think, you, I think okay. Now that, show. now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's he's, like, starting to manipulate people into, like, needing him. Because he's, like. Okay. He's like, seeing what his dad does. But again, I think you're. It's just bad. Like, yeah, we're giving we're giving that too much We're giving credit. a lot of credit. Like, it would be better if this, if this whole scene was not in the movie. Because it's yeah. distracting. And we don't need the daughter being pregnant. Well, the daughter being pregnant's fine, honestly. I'm not it against is. it, no. Me neither. Because I honestly like the connection that the woman has with the pregnancy of her being able to, like, smell it. Like, her being... It's like, like a nature thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that, I think, is really fucking cool. I wish they went into it and more. And could be explored more. Yes. Um, but it's just not. It's th- just not there. I think the, the best thing we can say about this movie is that it had a ton of potential and yeah. just didn't really execute it 
properly. Yeah, we got to see Darlin. I want to yeah. see. I want to see if that potential gets reached at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super curious. curious. When did Darlin come out? Darlin came out, I think, last year, so 2019. Well, it'd be 22 years ago now. If I'm being honest, this movie came out in 2011. If you didn't know that this, that's when this came out, when would you have guessed that? that this? When, yes. I would have guessed way earlier. Like I would have guessed like 2007, 2006. Looks, yeah. Like out of date for yeah, the 2011. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have guessed 2011. Yeah. It, it's just cheaper. So it's, that's why I'm yeah. curious. Like, even though this movie, Darlin, came out in 2019. It might look like 2015. <laughs> it might. It very well might. And honestly, I'm curious, it, may, it might work though. It may have even less of a budget than this. Sure. Like who knows? Yeah. Um, I don't know if she's directed before. It may be her directorial debut. Either way, it's on. Like, last I saw, it was on Tubi, and I believe on Prime. Darling. Of course, it's on Tubi, and yeah. of course, we will watch it on Tubi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fuck Amazon. Yeah, that's true. Tubi. We're waiting on that on that check anytime. If you want to send an Any, email, anytime. D- DM I mean, me. we could contact you, but we're waiting for you to contact you know, us. Uh, it's professional. Yeah, we don't want to cross the line. Uh, the Offspring. I don't know where to track that down. I'm the sure woman, you'll wind up spending thirty dollars on a DVD, probably somewhere. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's true. Uh, the woman uh, is not available anywhere other than this. This is like the only way that I've been able to find it. That's interesting. Um, is because I I wanted it forever and I went to go buy it, look it up on Amazon a couple years back, and I could only get like a a region B uh, pressing of it, and I don't have a region free or whatever region that we're not in uh, pressing of it, and I would have had to buy it from the UK. How much do those cost? You got to get one because there's they're not that expensive. There's a you lot can... of movies that I know that you would want to watch that you don't have access to right yeah. now, right? Yeah, I'm sure you have a yeah. list or something. I do. Uh, of course you do. How do I yeah, know that? There's immediately. There's plenty of shit, uh, but you can get a cheap one for like 150 bucks. So it's yeah. just pulling the trigger on being like, nah, here's 150 bucks for right. this super niche thing because not the issue says the guy with the very niche hobbies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the issue isn't uh, buying the player; it's the cost of then securing the discs. Are they way more expensive because of shipping? Ah, that's fair, yeah. Yeah, because you're not buying these usually from the States. No. So, unless... The only time I've seen them are at, like, weird record shops that also sell, like, DVDs and stuff. Because they'll oftentimes have, like, imported stuff. Um, And this was on... The woman was on Arrow... Arrow's a UK company. Oh, cool. Uh, Arrow Video is the American branch. Arrow is, I believe, the actual company. And they had the woman uh, there for like two or three years prior to it hitting here, hitting the region. Oh, here. okay, interesting. So there's a lot of Arrow pressings that I want. Like the Arrow UK has a beautiful Vengeance trilogy box set, the uh, Old Boy Park Chan Wook flicks. Yeah, only in the UK. Dang, only I in bet that region. Based on how this, how the the woman, yeah, box like the looks, arts all like, like it's beautiful. I would be excited to see an yeah. old boy one or, or the whole, the whole set. Yeah, like they write a lot of their pressings. They did a pressing of Crash that came out before the Criterion one that just came out, the, the Cronenberg? Cronenberg movie. I want. I don't that. know which one I want. I haven't seen it. Me neither. It's on my it's on my buy list. Should the next get, time Criterion does a sale, would that be a good episode? It's Crash, one hundred weird movie, right? Like, well, it's it's NC seventeen, and it's, oh, we got it then. But it's all the sexy stuff. Yeah, all the stuff we love. Apparently, it's super. Just kidding. It's body horror. Body horror mixed with sex is going to make you feel very Have you ever seen Society? I don't think so. The Shunting? What? Yeah, we may watch Society. Don't say that. That's, that's, a, gross, <laughs> that's a gross word, dude. You're canceled. <laughs> Do you have anything more to say about uh, the woman? Really? 
I don't think so. I think I was disappointed. But but like I said, not like you're not mad at it. No, but it, you, it definitely was I had, built up. I had too high of expectations. I remembered it being like way more off the rails than yeah. it was. Um, but we've also we've we've also we've watched trained some our, gnarly show. We've trained ourselves recently. too much with with the things that we've watched for this podcast. Passion of the Christ was more intense than this by a million times. Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. And so I think coming into it with the expectation that this is going to be like so so fucked up, and yeah. then it not. It might cloud my judgment a little bit. I'll, I'll totally admit to yeah. that. But that said, there are definitely bad parts of this movie. Like, just filmmaking, from a filmmaking standpoint. Oh! Okay. Um, Lucky McKee's... As I said, Lucky McKee and his wife are very active on Twitter. His wife's name is Vanessa McKee. She did the artwork. Oh, that's actually really cool. Yeah, I just read the back. She did and commissioned artwork by Vanessa McKee. Yeah. Google, oh, Google, awesome. Google it. Uh, yeah, Google the woman awesome. arrow video release it's just it's fucking sick which looking at the picture now again brings me another question uh when she's out in the woods before she gets caught uh how are her her bangs so perfect you did ask who cut her bangs not her she doesn't have a mirror well she may cut them with a rock maybe she rips them out that's a straight line maybe she on her her hair she she, she's super strong can throw women really far (laughs) fair (laughs) fair we made the joke that she looks very uh, East Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with that or, haircut. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And, uh, it's it's. Uh, we, I love East Atlanta. Yeah. I love you guys. Yeah. Got a love hate relationship with East Atlanta, and uh, yeah, she'd fit right in. Absolutely. Bloody, bl- bloody mouth <laughs> and all. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, her teeth are black gnarly. teeth. Uh, yeah. Overall, uh, if you haven't seen the woman and you have an inclination for darker movies check it out uh other people may enjoy it way more than i do. other people may enjoy it way more than colby does i enjoy it i believe more than colby does but i was also let down this watch because it's not what i anticipated now having re-seen it and i can kind of measure my expectations a little bit better uh i think i would be able to sit back and just kind of enjoy it for what it actually is not what it's trying to do yeah i think i would agree yeah i could watch this movie again yeah, I would give it a while. Down but, the line. Yeah. yeah, I don't need to watch it immediately. But I could. Um, not that it's necessarily needed in coming off of Christmas. Uh, palate cleanser, but any anything that you've been doing, any nice gifts you got that you're excited about. Uh, me and Brittany got a uh, Food Ninja like pressure cooker right. thing. So we are planning on doing uh, a lot of good cooking in the coming year. Uh, I have probably on purpose tried to not cook at all in 2020 because I'm compartmentalizing and trying to you know get through the year yeah, exactly and so uh i told Brittany that i wanted to to try to actually cook, cook more and you know get decent at cooking it's fun at some point you you cook a lot yeah. um and so yeah I would, you know experiment and the the pressure cooker that we got makes things so so easy yeah so one, I'm, once, I'm gonna get lazy once you get the shit that makes cooking convenient or less inconvenient i should say it it does make you more apt to cook yeah it definitely helps the process along because i'm lazy yeah uh for me this is going to be after the fact since this will be coming out after it happened but uh doing a lord of the rings marathon God, I'm so jealous. on uh the on new year's day so that will have already happened but uh i'm also reading dune going nice. through dune Thank finally. you, Henry Zabrowski. Yep. Finally starting. We got to get him trek. on. Yeah, man. Let's... Got, he's, he's not busy. He's not busy at all, man. He ain't successful or nothing. No. Nah, not like us. Not like us, man. I mean, 
he's probably asked us to be on the podcast a few times. Dude, I don't even check the email anymore. We get so many. <laughs> I don't even read that shit Inund- anymore. Inundated. Too many, man. It all goes to spam. Don't even, don't even, don't even try to quit hit us sending up us mail, guys. Just please stop. I quit hate interacting it. with our socials. God, it's just like can't handle it. We only have so many hours in the day, you know. Stop. I think I know what I want to do next time, but I'll, I'll, I'll float it out. I'll float it out off air. Why? Because I don't want to float it in. Fine. It's that one that I sent you, the untold story that I know nothing about, and you also don't. It's a 1993 Hong Kong. Uh, is this guy selling people from his restaurant movie? Uh, I googled it, saw about that much. That it was like a '93 Hong Kong kind of horror comedy. Yeah, and, and I, apparently insanely gory. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in for that. You want to do it? Yeah, that'll be the it. next one. I think it'll be like a Riccio. I think it may be, but way more fucked up. Like actually fucked up because the uh, Spooky Rice covered one of this guy's movies. We gotta get Spooky Rice on. And I really want. Yeah, we do gotta get Spooky Rice on. Uh, I really wanted to cover one, and then Spooky Rice, every time I find a movie, Spooky Rice ends up covering it. He's beating us to it! Uh, but he covered Ebola Syndrome, which has been on my list for a long time to try to track down. That one, I finally found a region-free DVD of it, but it's like 40 bucks, so I haven't bought it yet. But, the untold story is that guy's earlier movie, starring the same guy in Ebola Syndrome. Mm. Um, so it's the same writer and director, same actor, untold story like is 10 years before Ebola syndrome weird and they had a blu-ray of it for real cheap and i got an amazon gift card for christmas i bought the woman in the untold story but it's a good work good yeah. good use for the pod baby yeah. so yeah we'll do the untold story neither of us know anything about it apparently it's a a serial killer a bunch of people go missing uh a butchered body turns up years later and the prime suspect is a local uh like meat shop guy and they're like is he selling the human meat and it's a hong kong movie from the 90s i'm sold i love i mean who doesn't love good hong kong action movies like they're so fun and if this is crazy gory funny and horror i'm about it that sounds like so much fun yeah yeah i'm fully in uh i'm gonna well i'm gonna try to not have the highest expectations (laughs) yeah let's just be done with 2021 no expectations expectations. i came into 2020 with very high expectations me too i had great oh my god it was a wonderful year wasn't it colby i am trying to be optimistic but yeah we'll keep our expectations uh (laughs) tempered for this year (laughs) yeah yeah on that note we'll see you next time for the untold story wait you didn't do a song Dude, my heart's not singing today. <laughs> I, just, I don't really, I can't even, I can't. You know what? No. The, I, music doesn't exist when freaking yeah. Sean, Sean, uh, wait. Selane. I got an idea. I got an idea. Spillane. We'll go out. With. With. No, I want to hear it live. Like we did with the Dirty Loops. Oh, God. Do, do you think he's on Spotify? I think he's on YouTube, at least. Oh my god. All right. Well, here Sean we go. Sean Spillane. Sean Spillane. Distracted, everybody. Thank you for listening. He's on Spotify. Of course he's on Spotify, dude. It's been fun, Goodbye. guys. Bye. This is during any scene in this whole entire movie. Makes no sense. So boring. <laughs>
Oh my god. And look at the cover. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Wild. Bye. Bye.